Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Post Analog Podcast for Generation X. Post Analog Podcast with Erica. I've, I've, I'm working with three other people, but today it, it's all about you. Well, you were getting ready to say post-pandemic. I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Uh, yeah, post-pandemic <laughs> podcast, which it yeah. could save our life too, right? <laughs> exactly. In, in anything. So, um, Erica, you and I have been talking off mic quite a bit. Yeah. And a lot of this, the topic of this pod is finding the need for creativity or finding a life outside of your eight to five, nine to six, mm-hmm. or whatever grind mm-hmm. you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so off the jump, what was, were you excited about the topic? Did it take you to research or were you immediately drawn to it? I was immediately drawn to okay. it because it's, it's flashing. It's been flashing neon lights in my life the past couple of weeks. Do you ever get to that point where you hear you're, you're going down a path, right? Or you're hearing certain things over and over and over in your life. Do you hear like certain phrases and you're like, sure. why, does, why do I keep hearing this over and over? Sure. This is what happened to me. So when you brought this to my attention, it, it just sent up flares because I'm reading a book that kind of like complements what Joe Rogan was talking about in a different sense. Right. So what Erica's talking about is we're going to be using some audio bits from the Joe Rogan experience clips. And he gets into a conversation about the need for creativity and getting stuck, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So to add a little bit of context from our lives mm-hmm. is um, I was formerly in radio. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, as I've mentioned before, has early onset dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother has an autoimmune disease, which we are... Uh, fighting quite a bit called Guillain-Barre syndrome after getting COVID in December, 2020, uh, they both were put on dialysis. Mm. So uh, for me, I got really, really depressed. Yeah. I, I personally don't belong to the field of group. Thank God to the group of people that want to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. I, I thank God because it's easy to run. But my heart and body said, you know what? Turn this way and find a way to fight and attack this. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end of the podcast, I thought I'd say it, but I'd say it now. My mom's dementia is improving vastly due to copious crazy. research and hiring mm-hmm. or me talking to two, three neurologists. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Me belonging to an Alzheimer's because my because for, the, for you who's listening... Dementia is just the umbrella group, and there's so many subversions of dementia. The worst kind for cog- uh, for cognitive mm-hmm. cognition, mm-hmm. I should say, is Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. That's when they become violent. They don't want you to. They don't have balance, but they don't want to be held on mm-hmm. when they're walking. And I'm looking into this game called Neuro Racer, mm-hmm. which helps develop cognition. And after 14, 15 trials people with alzheimer's have shown vast improvement wow i i I involve her in my life mom what street are we on central okay Mm -hmm. i'm turning on what street chevy chase so now her brains Mm -hmm. are fired up uh my brother is looking like he's going to walk oh my god that's great fuck (laughs) 
Because then, wow. Because I wasn't supposed to. I, again, I'm not the suicidal type. I become Asian Rambo. Mm-hmm. So I said, "How do I incinerate my brother and my mom? Mm-hmm. Put them in a box and burn them? Oh, because no. I'm not gonna care for dementia lady over here mm-hmm. and Guillaume potato here. <laughs> Fuck that. So that's where how my brain works. So. And, and I'll close and I'll let you uh, grab the mic. I was really depressed from all of 2020 and towards the Burr months. Start, started to fizzle out in September, October, November of 2021. Mm-hmm. I was depressed for a full year and 10 months, nine months. Yeah. But there's something about the age group that are not digital natives mm-hmm. where you know... Hey, dude, grab a pail, grab a shovel, and get to the dirt. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there's something about that that I really love and enjoy, even though this podcast is meant for people 40 and up. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a wealth of experience for people who are young to learn from. Yeah, exactly. So your attachment, Erica, to this topic and something that you connect with that you can share with the listening with the listener. So listening to what you said... And you were talking about how you got really depressed and you're not a suicidal type, right? Um, those thoughts, I, let me just ask you quickly and then I'll get into my section. They never crossed your mind? Or just, you it just... crosses your mind in a sense of like, should I kill myself? Oh no, you fucking weak bitch. That's how it crosses <laughs> okay, my mind. Okay, all right, all right. And I just, I wanted to find that out because I know the same thing here. You know, I just, uh, this, this, uh, discussion that Joe Rogan had in this quote that he used was intriguing to me only because I'm going through that right now. Right now, I've been, I mean, just the other day, I was crying on my sofa. I was so depressed, depressed, depressed. And I thought, oh my God, I have lost the will to do anything. And you just get into that funk and you're like, how the hell do I get out of this? I don't know how to get out of this. I can't even talk to my partner because I know that he'll get upset. Not at me. It upsets him to see me upset. And that's I, a good partner. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also hard to tell my friends because my friends have a tendency to be a little bit uh, self-centered as much as I would love them to, to care. And they say they do, but they really are self-centered and they won't listen. They, they just change the topic. So this was intriguing to me because it's the point of my life where I find myself, where the hell am I going? Cause I hate what I'm doing right now. I absolutely hate it. I'm in that spot that he talks about where you find yourself in a situation. You're like, what the, what, what I just fucked up my life. How did I do this? How do I get out? And I can't get out. That's what it feels like. So, but there's a lot to dig in here as well, as we get into, you know, going back and forth, what he's saying. And then there's some certain things that I, I do agree with what he says. And there's some things I just like, no, cause I still have that hope in me. It's kind of like, I, I don't want to consider uh, it's the end of opportunity because I'm a certain age, ever. I don't Agreed. ever want to think that way. And I know that it's harder as you get older, as they say, because of the commitments that you have, because those are the things that just are just on your ball and chain, whatever you want to call it, people, situations, you have to take care of business. But you have to take care of business when you're younger, too. So it's just a unless if you're privi- privileged, unless you're privileged. Exactly. So it's I, I understand when you're younger, you can do stuff like that. 
but you still have to take care of business. Otherwise, you're you're going to be out in the street or living at home or whatever. You know, you're not having a job. It's still going to be pressure. It doesn't change, except when you get older, it does change in the sense that you have responsibilities, more responsibilities if you have a family, especially a family, which I don't have. Which we talked about on yeah. the previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> so that, or another episode, and I that, should say. That kind of alleviates some of the pressure where you have that hope going, well, you know, maybe I can do this or maybe I can change my direction. And I have several times already in my life. So if I've done it before, I can do it again. And, and before we get into the clip, um, when you get depressed, does it last long? Is it contingent on what you're depressed about? So depression is interesting. It is always, like you said, it varies with people, like you just mentioned with yourself. Ebb and flows. It depends. Um, I will feel that light, slight, I'll call it a slight buzz of depression, and I won't face it. It's a bodily buzz, right? It's a bodily, you, and I feel all it. Day. It's there. I feel it. I feel it. And then I'll go home, and I'll turn everything off because I need just silence for sometimes, and then I just break down and cry. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've lost it. And literally to the point where I'm just shaking because I'm so so upset with what's going on with my life and the way the direction or the lack of direction it's such a overwhelming feeling and i think it's not i'm gonna i'm not gonna kill myself no i would i think about it sometimes but then i think about my mom and my family i'm like why would i do that there's no way i could i couldn't do it anyhow <laughs> we're gonna get there sooner or later and i'm like i'm sure. not gonna push that envelope right now so you wake up really fast uh for me to add to more context to your question um the way it becomes bad and it feels like that electric buzz in your body, for me, it's anger. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's it's not sadness. It's anger. I Oh, this person made it because fucking he had two families. His dad, when he passed away, mm-hmm. left millions of dollars. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not a real person. Mm-hmm. Go suck my dick. <laughs> and you... You only have that because you're fucking pretty. Mm-hmm. You're fucking pretty because your dumbass has a slit and guys want to mm-hmm. put their dick on it mm-hmm. without knowing if they yeah. busted their ass. Yeah, and and yeah. women have challenges. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So for me to add context is that same buzz mm-hmm. is more like a fire, an unnecessary stress on my tra- my trapezius, mm-hmm. on my trap muscles. Mm-hmm of anger it's constant non-relaxation where i've been that depressed before like what you're talking about that mm-hmm, buzz mm-hmm. when it comes to heartache oh oh another, interesting another okay. another pod but <laughs> heartache for me is that oh mm. zzz, that electricity all throughout the body mm-hmm. the the depressed pain the sad pain melancholy mm-hmm. dour mm-hmm so, so when you're when and I want to bring this up because depression is a really interesting topic because I think a lot of us experience it and you know they have all those mental health commercials now and uh, go out there and seek help and you have celebrities talking about it which I'm really glad they're doing because it makes you realize you're not so alone and that part of being depressed makes you feel isolated just like with the COVID I think COVID really magnified that in a lot of people sure. right where you just like felt like you're all alone because you're not able to go out and hang out with friends. Um, you could talk to them, but it's still different when you are interacting one-on-one or face-to-face in a group, right? Absolutely. In-person is, is key, especially yeah. for my personality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when I uh, I think with depression, what happens, 
especially in certain uh, stages of life. And people don't talk about this because kids go through this. Young adults go through this, right? You have a lot of uh, uh, kids that are committing suicide, which is crazy to me because it's unfortunate. It's like what's going on with their lives that they are committing suicide, that they're not able to talk to anyone, though they have the social media, right? They have supposedly the connections, but what's going on? So it's a discussion that I think needs to be uh, brought up to a heightened that it happens at any stage at any part of your life so whether you are successful you could be successful um i forgot the young lady's name that jumped out of the building just about a month ago she was like a she former miss, miss usa yes. pageant yeah super cute there i am fucking bringing it back to fucking yeah. sex well i mean and, and she she looked like she had it all right i mean she had it all she was a lawyer too exactly so it it hits each one of us and sometimes in, in worse ways than others, and we don't sometimes have a way to have an outlet or discuss it. And when we get into this discussion with what uh, Joe Rogan is saying, I think it highlights sometimes what your perception is on what life is supposed to be as compared to what life should be within your own mind or how to find that path, right? I'm right. Just guessing that. Absolutely. And it's up to you to realize yeah. that and, you have a change of path. But how do you get to that point, Charles? How do you get to there? Um... God, this is going to be like a two-hour pod. For me, it's it's uh, the reaction to feeling that ache, to feeling, to having that yearn for something new. It's realizing, you're, you're asking how do you get to realizing, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, not a lot of people feel the occurrence of need mm-hmm. because... Uh, let's just say, and this is, I'm going to sound like a total judgmental fuck. Let's just say all you know is, uh, this is an ex-girlfriend's father's life, which I, I respected the man, but you could totally judge it. Lived in Downey, mm-hmm. did everything in Downey. Mm-hmm. I worked at the El Super at the Carniceria Park, mm-hmm. chopped fucking meat. Mm-hmm. Now to the Gen Zers and millennials on Instagram who are trying to bullshit their way into setting an impression, it sounds like a shit life. But the admiration of that, what pers- what that father did yeah. in providing for a life, to him it's like, dude, I'm here in Downey, I have a beer, mm-hmm. I got a fucking pot belly because I have money, mm-hmm. and yeah. I provided for my family. Yeah. My meats are for free because I work at a carniceria. <laughs> So I fucking barbecue two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. There you go. But there's an interpretation to someone, and which is fine. Yeah. But you can't judge that person. Let's say my, my ex-girlfriend didn't... Yeah, she didn't have a brother. She was the only child. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> Staying away from that shit. I'll be the Jordan Peterson of staying away from <laughs> single kids. Anyways... Um, if she had a brother and took on that path, would she judge him, the brother? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, no, if he's happy. For me, the realization part comes when you see the outside world and you get jealous or you compare. Hmm, okay. And then you start feeling something. Okay. That's how it happened to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. to me. Those are your. That's your trigger. 
or basically. or or basic stoplights, green light, red light. Yeah. Red light, green light, yeah. right? For me. Yeah. So when I see something like that or feel something like that, and I go, there has to be something more than this relationship. Is mm-hmm. this leading towards uh long term? Mm-hmm. Is is she too is she a novelist in the sense of posing mm-hmm. on Instagram? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So for me it it's when you feel it. But you need something to compare it from like you have your girlfriends right mm-hmm. and if one's this one's this one mm-hmm. let's say yogi bartender mm-hmm. uh account executive lawyer partner so that's four different stratas right mm-hmm. you know if you guys are all cool when you get together mm-hmm. then that's great but if one of those four suddenly resent someone outside of personalities they resent someone for their career mm-hmm. because they're not doing as good mm-hmm. that's another utilization of realization yeah yeah so for me you need to be exposed mm-hmm. to something to compare to because that guy mm-hmm. that father who works at el super mm-hmm. is jolly yeah he's happy yeah he didn't need to be exposed to where he's at yeah he compared it to where he was mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, being yeah. from mexico yeah yeah there you go so he had his own exposure yeah he had a reference point of going from from this place to that place yes and then when he got to america yeah. he was like this is it all i'm gonna do is bust ass mm-hmm. find something i'm excellent in and that and my comparison now i don't know this but it's like Oh, my daughter is not going to worry if I die. Mm-hmm. My wife is not going to worry if I die. Mm-hmm. We He ended up buying two other properties in, in Downey, mm-hmm. and now they're eight rental properties. Mm-hmm. So the mom has like three, four grand pre-SSS when he passes away mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. So yes. So How about you? So... Um... I, I want to go back and because you're you're at you, you when you talk I get these questions in my head that uh, come <laughs> filtering out. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you was when you based on even on this discussion, like I said, that we listened to the the podcast, um, and when you were have you always wanted to do radio? Yes, since you were like you can remember nine. Okay, okay, nine. And then you started, and you you were doing it like Joe Rogan was nope. like. Okay, what happened? What what was going on? And what what path changed, or what happened? I became the eight to five life. I did not get any support from my father or my brother. They just saw radios like a hobby. My mom was the only one that, hijo, do it. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's the only one that had faith in me, mm-hmm. and which is why I really take care of her. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I was both in New York and the Philippines bouncing back and forth living. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for you who's listening, this was in the 80s. (laughs) There's no internet. So you had to be entertained by people talking on air. Yeah. And it was just radio stations, music-based radio stations Mm -hmm. that entertain me. The personalities behind the music, the front announcing, back announcing, prize promo, tease people, the people who were really awesome mm-hmm. with that just really gave me that uh, that that glint in the eye about radio. I didn't, I did not pursue it right out of high school. 
I fucked up at junior college at Glendale Community College. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked for a year, then decided to go back to PCC. Okay. And then went PCC's Pasadena City College. And then my mom got sick with another uh, immune disease called... Um, vi- she got viral meningitis. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so... That derailed me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That derailed me. Okay. So we'll play a little bit of the audio right now. Okay. So you and I can, can delve into it. Well, it's like the Pink Floyd line, you know, living life of quiet desperation. I mean, that just terrifies Well, that's me. the Rose quote, that most men live lives of quiet desperation. It's one of my favorite quotes ever because it's true. So and I've true. been that guy. Oh, my God. You just li- you're just in this world where you just can't wait to just run away. And how do people get stuck there? How do you they, think they get stuck there? Bills. Bills? Like financial yeah. bills? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's bills and commitment. You, you have an apartment you have to pay for. You have a Bingo. car you leased. Mm-hmm. You have a wife that you have to feed. You have a child you have to raise. You have, to, yeah. you have your mortgage. You have your this. You have your that. And that's where it all comes from. Where do you think opportunity plays into that? Well, the opportunity takes place usually when you're young and you don't have any responsibility. That's when you have your options. Well, your options are severely limited the more you gather right. responsibilities. Thank God for research, right? Yeah. Because we were going to go in the wrong way. Yeah. But uh, your reaction, you, you agree with what he's saying now that we've listened to the whole I, segment, right? I agree with that. And that's what brings me back to what you were talking about, how you got derailed, right? So you had to – some with, with his premise, he's talking about uh, going from, let's say uh, – Erica means Joe's premise. Joe's premise, sorry, yeah. Joe's premise coming from uh, – he was a comedian. He wanted to uh, make something up his uh, career. And if you don't do it while you're young, um, basically, you know, you, you lose all opportunity because you have to um, – you, life comes into play where you, you have responsibilities with – you get – you know, married, children, all the stuff, cars, houses, rent, it doesn't matter. And that's where you were talking about. You got derailed. I'm not sure if that, your mother being sick derailed you because then you had to get to a, a regular job, right? To be able to bring in that income to help support. Basically, my we had to, Blue Cross denied uh, the support. Insurance. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um there was one doctor's visit where my mom did not mention that she was diabetic because it was for um, a pulmonologist. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a gastrointestinal. She just forgot to check mm-hmm. any other or like, you know, they yeah. back in the day had a mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. Diabetes mellitus, this mm-hmm. and that, this and that. She just didn't check. Mm-hmm. So they found a loophole to where we did not discuss mm-hmm. or mention that she was diabetic. And check this out. Before she had um, had Blue Cross insurance, which, by the way, was like 800 bucks a month in 1995. Ooh. 95. That's, that's a, a lot yeah, of money. That's a heck of a lot of money. Now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, because my mom, you know, didn't live full time in the in the U.S. So we have seen other doctors. So, you know, they were like prepaid and she she just didn't check Mm -hmm. that she was diabetic Mm -hmm. when she was filling out the forms. And then they went into those doctors documents, too. 
Oh, this is before the Affordable Hair uh, Care Act, right? Right. All this stuff, yeah. So, so here you go. Um, and my dad had, we could have had my dad produce seven grand mm-hmm. a month. Oh, jeez. But I produced two thousand, and my dad and my brother each produced twenty five hundred. Jeez. To where we could pay off. It was like a hundred eighty thousand dollar debt because she was in the hospital for like seven to nine months. Oh my. CT scans, wow. everything. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was a radio TV film major. Mm-hmm. I quit. And then I went into, when I when we paid it off, I went into graphic design and marketing. Because mm-hmm. that was hot then. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking quick buck. Mm-hmm. That's how I fucked myself. Mm-hmm. Lost my soul. I see. So you think if you would have stayed at the course, you would have... There's no way I would have stayed the course. Okay. All right. There's no way. And that's what I'm talking about when he, he talks about, you know, if you're young, you're, you don't have those responsibilities, but you just don't know what life is going to throw at you. And I didn't have the, I did have the fuck around, as we mentioned on yeah. our previous pod, the, the ultra sex maniac years, yeah. but it wasn't as sex maniac as a, as my capability mm-hmm. of being a, a vagina thruster then, yeah. because I had so much financial responsibility for my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for you, because you're, was radio your thing? Is, no. is this your solace no, now? No, no, no. Well, this is or, now. Or, or this is the solace the... for, to find the path. No, this is just one of the, the areas that I just, I think is absolutely fascinating. I love it. It's just, if, to me, it's fun. My like podcasting, radio, talk. podcasting, talk, right. yes, anything radio. like that. Radio, well, talking too, because I talk. I like to talk. Sure, I love talking sure. to people. Right, right, right. That's that's part of my. You're very curious. Yeah, I'm very curious. What I really loved, the passion, and I didn't follow that path for several reasons was music, singing. Loved singing. That was that was it. That's what I was going to do. Jazz singer, not pop singer, jazz singer. So my road got deviated because. Here we go, and this goes back to our talk before about I had felt insecure, so insecure about who I am, what I was about. That's why I'd have those uh, funky relationships or attract certain men in my life because I didn't have the security. I didn't feel confident enough, and that played into into the my career path. It, but I, <laughs> I still pursued. I, I pursued it up until about twenty years ago. I stopped completely, cold turkey. Said I'm not going to do it anymore. Because I'm not, if I can't give it my all, I'm not going to do it. You're talking about music. Just, just music and singing. Just music and singing. If I can't give it my all, what he's talking about, if you can't give it 100%, Joe Rogan, that is, he was talking, if you can't give it and, and you work at it and you work at it, no one sees you working at it. You know, you're the one who's doing it yourself. You're, you're doing everything. You're, you're getting the band together. You're doing the rehearsals. You're booking the gigs. You're getting the music. You're writing the music. You're doing all of that. I did all of that, right? And then you get to the point where you're just so tired and burnt out. You're burnt out doing that. You're burnt out fig- figuring out what, you know, is this the right thing for me For me to do? Am I doing the right thing? Family pressures you to, to keep doing stuff like, well, this is not a good thing for you to do. Go back to school. Get your degree. Okay, I'll do that. You're right. I don't know what I, I I'm doing. You're right. Family's right. They're always right, right? <laughs> they're gonna. They're tell always you, right. Uh, <laughs> they're the judge and jury. They're gonna tell you you're doing the wrong path. Oh, just do it for a hobby. You know, I didn't have the support from my family. I really didn't. They just thought, great, just go back to school because you can't rely on your music. You can't do it. You're right. 
And, and a lot of that, because I, I was just like that too, is because we're scared. Oh, heck yeah. And you and I are both fucked up souls. Well, thank which is why we're, we're, we're connected and, and we're, well, we're friends you. like this. Oh, yes, thank you. Right. Because, you know, we if you listen to our other podcast, you'll listen to how we were raised. Yeah, Ooh, that's right. That's we right. were boxed in. Mm-hmm. Some of our parents were fucked up. Some? They were all. Well, mine were. I had some good in my parents. Okay, me too. But, uh, but your parents had some good in too. Yes, yes. It was just the means extreme situation where it was mm-hmm. just, uh, extremely left, extremely mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. as I point right when I said left. Dum mm-hmm. <laughs> dum. <dumb. laughs> um, you know, uh, we came from an extreme background. Yeah. Not a white picket fence, and we don't paint ourselves mm-hmm. a picture. As, as I mentioned on a previous pod, like, if I didn't have this pod, I wouldn't be on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't find the need to. Yeah. I don't. I'm happy with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, but let's continue on with the second bit where Joe, if you listen just up to that first bit of audio that we just played, you would think the way Erica and I were like, hey, I disagree. Mm-hmm. But this is what he says, which is great host with Joe because you could tell he's experienced life Mm -hmm. so he gives an alternative Mm -hmm. not just from your 20s because he probably comes from that space where you and I think like oh fuck you know before we discovered our need it's like oh well that was in our 20s like we just talked about family said this yeah so like if I had to as a 51 year old father of three married man pays taxes has a house and a mortgage and a business and all that jazz if i had to quit everything now and struggle the way i struggled as a stand-up comedian it would never work but the only way i could be this person now is if i took that chance when i was 21 when i was dead broke and had my cars repossessed and all that stuff that's the only way you you ever get where you want to go you have to you have to take a path that's dangerous and most people want to take the safe path. So we ended it at that. Mm. And then he follows it up with, for people who are now learning that they need to hustle mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. do something else. And the safe path leaves you stuck in quiet desperation mm. almost every time. It's hell. It's hell. You're selling insurance or some other shit that you care zero about. But can people just make that change? I mean, yes, look, you can, I believe they but can. you have to plan it out. The way you can change is you have to put aside enough money to give yourself a window. And then you have to have a plan. And you have right. to spend all your waking hours outside of whatever shit job you right. do planning your escape. And you have to come to the realization very clearly that you fucked up and you got yourself stuck. There it is. Okay. There it is. You fucked up. I... I Learning from young people, and because of the internet, people have shared their paths. Thank God for a podcast called How I Built This. Mm -hmm. It's about entrepreneurs on uh, how they thrived. I was too hard on myself. Ah, That's an interesting point, yes. I was too hard on myself. Mm -hmm. I've always said this even with uh, three, four other great former shows I've, I've been on. I think there's a giant reset button mm-hmm. and it, you can use it in the next hour, the next moment, mm-hmm. the next week or the next day. And I use that reset button. Like 
classic example for people with dementia, they go through anger spurts. My mom used to have it twice a day. You know, imagine that dealing with that twice a day. You want to kill them. Charles's personality. Other for you who's listening, you might be. I want to kill myself. No, not me. It's all about Charles. I want to kill them. Let's make it clear. So, you know, that giant reset button is what taught me to go. That was that moment. Erica, if we were in the 50s when we met Mm -hmm. at junior college and we had the transistor radio class, because that's for you who's listening, that's how uh, Erica and I met at L.A. Valley. There's no way you and I, we stop the program, re-meet 10 years later in the 60s and do a radio show. Because yeah. yeah. people in that period, they just do what they were doing. Yeah. They don't reset and reroute. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. No, I, I think you're right about that. I think you do have to. I like that reset, what you're talking about. I, I wasn't, uh, I, I agree with what, again, Joe Rogan was saying, talking about you you go through life and you've got those responsibilities at 51, family and stuff. And if you really want to do something that you really have to focus on doing it, I mean, just doing it and you have to put money aside. Well, again, I, I may disagree with that point because um, if you don't have the money, right, and you're taking care of people, family members or whatever life through your path that you have to deal with, but you still want to do it. The question I always have to ask myself, if I really want to do it, am I, do I want to do Do I understand the commitment or the discipline that's required of me pursuing that particular path? Sure. Like, I would love to find out. I, I No, I would not love, but I would welcome it too anyways. If you decide, Charles, we're not, I can't do the pod, I'm pursuing singing. I, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that too. I don't have the belief in myself to do that. Well, well hopefully you find something because, you know, Insta, uh, you know, Airbnb was not Airbnb the project. Mm-hmm. Instagram was started off as like this print entity. Mm-hmm. Then it became digital photos. Mm -hmm. So everything steers out in life. Mm -hmm. For all I care, I would just be doing this pod thing. And then I become like an inspirational speaker Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when I fucking gun down King Kong. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So for all I care, but I'm so open and relaxed, but I'm keeping this entity in my life because it makes me feel good. And I've learned enough to where. You know, hopefully you and I can take this project to something big that can assist. It's like a podcasting is like what stand-up comics uh, utilize. Mm-hmm. They get more shows. They get the fans get to know them. If they generate great money like Tim Dillon or Burt Kreischer, great. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, great. But if not, it's a way to find your community and to keep expression and ex- expressiveness. Well, I, I, I'm again, when it comes down to uh, what we were discussing as far as a direction and a passion and things that you want to do and being over 40 years old, can you still do those things? You have to get to that point in your life, I think, when this is the point that I'm in. And that's the point, the reason why I was crying so much the other day, because you're looking at a situation going, I'm not doing anything I like at all. I hate my job. I hate my job. But I know well enough that I can use this opportunity to do something like this, a podcast, to do something with you, because it does bring out that 
energy of like a hope. Here's my hope. Then there's metabolism that creates, and I'm hoping there's more metab career metabolism for you to where it creates something in another field, whether if it's music or something. Yeah. Hey, this might be a career switch. Because you just, you are who you hang with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. You are who you hang with. Like for me, I, I haven't bought like a new shirt in 12 years. <laughs> I have brand new equipment. As, as you know, as we were prepping, I'm crossing fucking wires and it's creating this fucking Godzilla stomping on, 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 on the record. And, you know, but I buy nice equipment. I have mic arms. Yeah. Who the fuck needs a mic arm if you're not filming it? Mm -hmm. But it's more convenient because our hands are free yeah, to maneuver and touch. You know, that's where all my investments are. And I'll, I'll close my opinion about that first audio bit where Joe talks about, um, he talks about like, well, if you have a family, you have kids, then you, that hour and a half, you have to be heavily caffeinated. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give the listener mm -hmm. an example. So when I was, Eric and I were divulging like our depression in our uh, dour moments, what I do with this fucking podcast network, which thanks for them, I don't make much money, mm -hmm. you know, but to be, to be able to put it on LinkedIn that you are with a network instead of the Charles Yao network, <laughs> which is the biggest bullshit in Hollywood, right? Like actors, they do that. Like I have a film, yeah. is it distributed? No. Yeah. Did you submit it to a film circuit? No. Mm -hmm. Then it's a hobby. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, what I do is my mom and brother occupy my time mm -hmm. throughout the day. And inch by inch, I said, I'm going to join a gym. I only went once a week because my body was so goddamn sore. I went like AWOL, like I was on cocaine. <laughs> and I was sore for like a week and a half. I worked out for three and a half hours. I did legs, biceps, triceps, back, shoulders, everything. And and the morning I woke up, I couldn't move. It was like having sex for the first time in years. So I took a week and a half. I was doubting myself. I'm like, maybe at like 46, you don't work out anymore. You know? So I integrated that. And then I started reintegrating. I took three months off from this pod. I said, I'm going to do it again. I just can't do it now because this is the height of COVID, height of Guillain-Barre, height of dementia, height of... De I really didn't... I physically couldn't do it because I just ran out of mm -hmm. like energy. Like I would sleep two, three times a day. Now I'm at a point where... Because Joe Rogan mentioned... Um, if you have kids, but thank God I didn't have kids and I saved some money. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if I had to work while I'm while they, their diseases first came out, yeah. Eesh, yeah. I wouldn't be able to give attention to detail. Mm -hmm. So now I'm at a point where I'm taking care of my brother. I'm taking care of my mother. We have a dialysis schedule. We have PT schedule. And at night, that's Charles time. Mm -hmm. Anytime after 830, 9 o'clock. Either I'm editing this jujitsu interview show that I'm doing. I'm driving to Woodland Hills with my DPN editor. I'm working out twice a week, weightlifting. I, I train in Muay Thai once a week and I train in jujitsu once a week. So every other day I'm resting. Mm -hmm. So there is, but it took me 
a year and 10 months to get to that. It took me a year and 10 months. Yeah, but those are the things that were thrown into your life. I mean, the, it's not like you, again, there's, there are events that happen all the time to people. You, you just, you, you're walking and then you get hit by a car, all right? You're doing something, something happens and you have to figure out, okay, now how do I get over around this roadblock? Because it's a roadblock it's a, or it just detains you or stops you for just a moment because you're back on your path. You're on your path. Your path, I don't think you ever left your path. You were on it. It's just- Took a break. You took a break and- well, you had to. I think sometimes you have to. You have to rest, just like anything from a workout. If you're working out that much, the first time you go in, you got Your body says, "You know what? I, I can't do it like this right now. You got to ease into it." So let me just take a break. Okay. Yeah. I was like a furious masturbator. <laughs> the kids are gone. The wife is gone. I got beautiful speakers. I I joined Bang Bros for the first time. I'm at the Dirty Latin Maid section. Here it is. Here's the Mecca. You know, house to myself. I have Thai food right after, a gummy to go to sleep in. Yeah, so, and I hope in, in, in your end too, like maybe I can in the beginning help train you uh, with the technical end and some of the stuff I have. Maybe you do a pod at home where you interview singers. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. That would be dope. That would be incredible. I would love to hear you do that. Yeah. I'll talk to the podcast network when you feel like you're ready to submit. Mm-hmm. Th- that would be incredible. Yeah. You know how you talked about um, the, the thing, and this is something just kind of like towards the wrapping up, I guess, of what we want to talk sure. about today. Um, your approach was uh, interesting because you're talking about you're going your path and then you took a break, right? And then uh, you decided, okay, I'm going to start doing, I'm going to get back to the gym. I'm going to have my me time for after eight o'clock. Right. I, when I, my approach is a little bit different. My approach comes to a point where, and this is one of the books I'm reading right now, talks about integrity. Basically it means not that you're integral, that you're doing certain things a certain way. It has to do with being authentic with yourself or knowing who you are or answering the call of who you are. Right. You have to know who that is. And sometimes life does distract you where you don't know who that person is because you're doing all these different things. You're trying to get things. You want to do this. You want to do that. You know you want to do a certain things, a podcast, singing, whatever it is. But for some reason, things get in the way. When you called me and said, hey, Erica, would you be interested in this? I had just put out into the universe. People call it whatever you want. I call it the universe. I want to be open to whatever you have for me. I'm listening. And that's what I said. So you didn't like, uh, just for the listener's sake, you didn't physically and literally put out like a sign, like on social media, you open an account looking for podcaster. This is energy. This is LinkedIn. Nothing. Seeking. Okay. Just, I want to make that clear. The mindset, a mindset when you finally realize that you have to do more. And you are at that point, you're sitting there in the sofa, crying your eyes out, going, I can't take this anymore. And then you just sit there and you ask the universe, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm open to whatever suggestions you have to help guide me back to a path that's going to help me. And then you called. It's amazing how that happens, right? <laughs> it's different, uh, different, different things that I call it energy where it does that. Uh, yeah, there, there is something behind networking, being a good person. Um, 
like you said, putting it out in the universe where you're where you tell whatever faith out there. Just the non murdering pagan faith, (laughs) but whatever faith out there and you tell them, dude, I'm ready to do something, man. Fuck it. And that that's amazing. I'll close with my point, and then if you want to have one more thing, because I think that's a great thing that what you said. The other disagreement I had with Joe, the the one sidetrack disagreement I had with Joe in this conversation is, bro, you don't have to podcast or be a radio personality. We need more fucking nephrologists out there. Mm -hmm. You know, so this is more for like the young people. There is nothing wrong, like with my ex, who I despise, but admire her father and mother. There's nothing wrong with being a fucking butcher in Downey. No. If you you give it up and say, I'm done, fuck ribeye, fuck porterhouse, fuck pork, and then you want to become this famous podcaster, go for it. But what I talk about the reset button is, Oh, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I love chopping meat and seeing this lady who comes in at 801. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love seeing this family who illegally mm-hmm. brings in their dog or cat in a small bag. <laughs> they don't obey any rules whatsoever, but they're such beautiful souls and so funny to observe. Yeah. That's an actual group of people that I've seen twice at the El Super. <laughs> they have a fucking annoying chihuahua that shakes when 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 the when the lady puts her in the bag be quiet be quiet be quiet be quiet be quiet and the chihuahua looks at the lady and just shakes cuz it's trying to be fucking quiet but it's fighting its nature cuz it's an annoying rat dog you know that's the reset button that i feel because you can you can be inspired by social media you know what i think i'm going to be an influencer i think i'm going to do this but there's nothing that's where i disagree where this is not necessarily Joe Rogan. Some people are meant to be in that type of setup. Some people love being a loans officer and get side commission with the realtor. Some people just love that. And that's where I feel like it's not the need to create, to create, but it's just expression outside of work. I don't feel like you need to quit because it's tough to quit and then ask your boss to get your job back. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. It's it's emptying it's emptying the toothpaste. How do you put it back in the tube? Yeah. So that's that's the one slight disagreement I had with Joe. Or whoever who says you don't belong into an office. Dude, if if you went out there and tried to be an actor mm-hmm. and dude, I was totally cool with selling cars. Mm-hmm. I was totally cool. Go back to it. Yeah. That that's the only thing, because even behind the scenes, you and I have talked. I'm like, I asked Erica, like, "Hey, maybe I need to do like a job that's completely disconnected mm-hmm. to sustain." Because te- I'm just bleeding money right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a new podcast, new, new, new era, new time, 2022. But you know what? The reality is, you need money to survive. Thank God, I had saved some money and I didn't have any kids. Not. Yeah that having kids is a bad thing no again if that's something that you want and that's something that gives you pleasure and there's a lot of people who get who love that 
I totally I agree with that that premise. And again, it, it, I think it comes back to what I was trying to say at the very end here. The integrity or the intact is the Latin uh, uh, description of what integrity really means. Um, you are being true to your call, to yourself, whatever that is, at whatever point in your life. And that can vary and that can change at any time. And that's the whole point. It's okay. Just because you're down a certain path when you think you're younger and you're like, that's the path I want to go. And then something happens or changes. It's okay. Because if you are in, in constant, I'll call it being mindful of who you are, or taking the, taking a break as you did, taking that breather to remind you, to help remind you of what you really want, then do it. That will help you down your road. That will help you get you to the place that you want to be. So again, like you said, I the the same thing with Joe Rogan making that comment. Yes, it's it's if that's all you want and that's going to live and breathe that. Okay, wonderful. But if you are a butcher and you love that and that's passionate, there's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly. And, and sometimes a punch is just a punch. You know, it's it's it's, it's A to B. You don't. He. Thank God that this guy didn't live in the social media era because if he was distracted mm -hmm. from this happiness this guy is totally blissful completely happy yeah. i i would i would hate for him i'd probably he probably wouldn't recognize me now mm -hmm. but you know i was in my 20s mm -hmm. so but you know i mean that's that that reset button man is valuable yeah it is the mental reset button And I don't want to front to you, Erica, or whoever's listening, for you who's listening, like we're these inspiration-based fucking folks. We're just sharing our experience and finding our people. That's exactly it. We're just looking for our people. Mm -hmm. Anything else? No, that's it. All right, the post-analog podcast with Charles and Erica. <laughs> The Post Analog Podcast. Tune in for tradition, mental health, and conversation. For the Gen Xers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.